Welcome, Lightworkers. Welcome today. Welcome to the Virtual Life Broadcast. We're honored that you're here. Thank you for spending some time with us today. This is meant to kind of bring the family together in different ways. So I will welcome everybody today. Um, I will tell you we're also doing this live on Zoom as well as YouTube. Next month, we're also going to be answering live questions, doing some two-minute readings on Zoom. So those of you who want to get used to that, you can play with it a little bit today. I'm not going to be taking any questions or any, any two-minute readings, but I will be doing two-minute readings next month on the Virtual Light broadcast on Zoom. You'll still be able to see them here because we'll be able to bring them over and show them to you here. I'm not terribly sure I'll be able to broadcast people's pictures. We will be able to see that, but I'm, I've got a little, little bit of a broadcasting glitch, so I will tell you that that's one of the things I don't know about yet, but we'll figure that one out. In the meantime, let's get started here because we do have our, we do have our, our you know, we got, we got to find out how we're doing with karma. So anyway, today, and, and don't look at how low that is. That's just how many I've been eating during the last month. So here we go. Karma test for the day. Oh no, completely blank. All right, but keep in mind, if at first you don't succeed, create your own reality. Do it again. Ah, oh, there's a couple. All right, quite a few. I'll leave them there for later because I don't want to be spitting peanuts all over the place while I'm talking today. So welcome. Glad you're here today. Thank you all for being with us here. We've got, uh, we've got a lot of things going on at the same time. So I will tell you that that's going to be kind of an interesting piece that we're going to be working with. Um, and I am, I'm looking forward to it, actually, because... We talked last month about the portal that's opening, what is taking place, what's going on with that. Uh, we're gonna, there's actually things that are taking place right now that the group really wants to address, getting ready to go into the portal, getting ready to uh, be awakened to it. It's happening on the 24th of this month, uh, just before the virtual light broadcast for next month. Uh, so it is happening on the 24th. Fourth, and then it will go all the way through August 27th is the portal that's opening. What is to be expected? What are we supposed to really see with this whole thing? You know, I don't know. I can tell you that they said it's an opportunity for all of us to step up. There is liable to be pushback. Anytime there's change on planet Earth, there's pushback. So every time we've got some big thing going on, there's going to be people that turn around and do the opposite. There's going to be, there's going to be all the conspiracy theories, all the other things that take place with this too. So uh, any type of change, I'm sure we're going to see some pushback. But the main thing about this right now and this portal opening is not so much about humanity. It's not about trying to figure out where humanity is going to be or what's going to take place. It's an individual piece for each one of us. We have the opportunity to step into a higher vibrational lifestyle. And that means letting go of some things. That's one of the reasons that the group started this whole new series of seminars that we're going to be doing. We are going to be switching things around a little bit, by the way. I will tell you that uh, we want a little more time to tell you about that. So I think what we're going to end up doing is taking the first two days that we talk about, the first two focus days, and actually put those at the end of the month, the last two Fridays of the month. The first two Fridays of the month will be for Lightmaster, 
and we'll still cover the same thing. We'll still continue on the vein that we were just talking about, but just we're going to drag it over into the next month for Lightmaster. Lightmasters as well are going to be doing quite a bit of other things as well. We're going to be doing a lot of interactions. We had kind of a fun one the other day because <clears throat> we had a, <clears throat> excuse me, we had an opportunity to do a little remote viewing. So that was kind of fun to be able to take people in different things and have them see through my eyes. We're going to actually do a little bit of that kind of stuff live on Zoom. So we are going to be setting up some live Zoom classes on in Lightmaster. These are extra. There are extra parts that we're going to be working with uh, to be able to do this. We're going to, we've got quite a few things that we want to be able to play with that we want the interactions for. So Zoom is where we're going to be doing it. We, we have the webinar Zoom. So we have capabilities of doing a lot of things here in Zoom as well. I'm kind of giving it a little promotion right now, but in Zoom as well, if you watch this in Zoom, you actually have the capabilities of seeing the captions put into Zoom live. They're really accurate, but on top of that, you can turn those on in 12 different languages. Maybe 14, I can't remember. But basically, the opportunity is for you to see a lot more of what's going on from the large aspect of things. But we've got a lot of opportunities going on here currently. Uh, we're going to see opportunities, and, and the group really wants to talk about that, especially in the second channel today. First channel is going to be about the healing circle, bring things through to be able to step through and do some serious healing today for a lot of issues. Uh, we have started the new series. We just started it yesterday. I'm very excited about it. It's basically the uh, human lessons for the spirit. It's about teaching a spirit how to be a human. And the, the cool part about what the group does is the group takes things and shows you everything from a different perspective. That's one of the beautiful things that we've done from day one. It's not so much that we teach you something over here that you have to learn specifically and throw away everything else and learn a new way of doing it. But by having multiple views of different things of being able to see things from the perspective of spirit, it allows you to make a lot more choices yourself and choices about where you want to be, how that interacts with you, how you want to play the game of pretending to be a human. So we've started this whole series of, of human lessons for the spirit. They've started with the bodysuit. And I have to tell you, there is a lot having to do with the bodysuit. The group has basically, take, again, a different view. Uh, does it tie in with psychology? Yes, in certain ways, I'm sure it does. But it's a different way of looking at the human and at your attributes and how you work, how you function a lot of times on automatic and how other times you function on different ways. So there's different ways of working with this that are absolutely really cool. We've just started that. If you haven't seen that or haven't signed up for it, come and join us for the bodysuits. It's the first two days. It's on the 3rd, which was yesterday, and the 10th, which will be next Friday. Uh, I'm very excited about this because the re reason they wanted to cover bodysuits first is because we talk about bodysuits throughout the whole series. And once we, once we really get a handle on what this is, what we're doing with it, how it's working, etc., it gives us an opportunity to really come back to that time and time and time again. But I'll tell you, they're even giving me new material as I'm presenting this. 
So there are a lot of things, for instance, we're, we're going we're to come back next week and show you triggers in the bodysuit, different things that take place and different things and how they've been used in the past to influence us and how we can program ourselves, how we can work with being able to set up triggers in our own energy field that allow us to use the automatic side of ourselves, which is basically what the bodysuit is. There's some really exciting things coming up. We've just started to get into it. Uh, they've, we've covered basically what the bodysuit is, how it does this, how, how all belief systems are in the bodysuit, how this is carried in the bodysuit, how the automatic side of the brain works in the bodysuit. Uh, not the conscious brain, not so much about the reasoning brain, but everything that's on automatic. And I'm very excited about what we're presenting here. I will also tell you that I will be doing some in-person seminars. We thought we had one scheduled for, uh, for Belgium, but I had to cancel that one. So we don't have any on the calendar at this moment. But we will be coming up with some different places to have in-person seminars. And one of the things we're going to work with is the bodysuit. Uh, to bring it into a modality, which is really what this is. It's great to show you the bodysuit, and we, like I said, when we go through this whole series, we're going to be talking about the bodysuit. We'll be coming back to that. But as we, as we present it as an entire modality, you can see really how you can approach things with humans a lot differently. And for those of you who are healers, this ties in with spiritual psychology so closely, it's absolutely amazing how some of these things come together. But I'm very excited about that. We will, teaching, we will be teaching the bodysuit as a healing modality uh, coming up, and I want to teach it in person. Not only are we doing the first two days of the focus on this to kind of set up for what's coming, but we're actually going to come back and teach us as a healing modality with exercises because I want to get you in the room. I want to have you work with other people. I want to have you show you how some of this stuff really works. I'm very, very, very excited about that particular aspect of the body suits. Now, what else are we going to cover in this series? Well, we're going to cover a lot of things because the group really wants to prepare us for things that we're going to be using. For instance, one of the things we're going to be learning how to do is how to program the bodysuit for abundance, to program the bodysuit to automatically bring in certain triggers that we set up ourselves and certain attributes that we want to work with. So there's a lot of things that we'll be working with here as well. But we're also going to work with some of the difficulties on, about being a human. We're going to work with grieving. We're going to work with fear. We're going to, we're going to, the, the group wants to give you a different view and, and opportunities to take some of these negative aspects and turn them into something incredibly positive because that's what we can do. Uh, this first class was led by the scientist of the heart and he's making some incredible connections with quantum mechanics and quantum physics and some of the things that are taking place from there. But I was very excited to do this. This is the first of the beginning series. If you haven't seen it, consider going and taking a look at it. And of course, all events, you can buy both ways. You can just get the two focus days, which are each month. So if you sign up in March, you're going to get the March events, plain and simple. If you want the February event, 
you have to go in and sign up for just those two. We'll show you how and just please, if you're confused with anything, just click that little button down at the bottom. Kathy is incredible at being able to describe things for you and help work things out. And she is just, she's outstanding. And she's the person who basically runs the help desk. Now, a lot of us stick in, we give her time off once in a great while. So you, you may not always get Kathy, you may get me, you may get Nick, you may get some of the other people that will work in there from time to time. But she's incredible with being able to kind of wrap things up and show you what we're doing. And we know it's confusing, but we're trying to figure out the best way to present things to everybody so you have options. So you can get just those two days at any time. You can get the past ones from previous months, or you can get the future ones. But then you sign up in March, you get the March ones. If you sign up in April, you get the April ones. We're going to try and make that available in a little clearer and easier, easier way to see it. Now, what about Lightmaster? Well, we're very excited about Lightmaster because we're starting to do a lot of fun things in Lightmaster. It's a lot more interactive, a lot more opportunities for us to really form a community of light. Lightmaster is a lot more. It is four days a month, actually five days a month, and sometimes even six. Uh, they're, they're, what you do is you get the two focus days, the two days that we're doing on the event. So if you sign up for Lightmaster in this month, any time in this month, all the way up to the 30th, you will get the first two focus days as well, which are on the bodysuit. So we're starting this new one here today. Anybody that joins into Lightmaster not only gets the Lightmaster, but they get the first two focus days as well. Now, after that, of course, we've got a lot of things going on. Lightmaster, you can sign up two different ways. You can sign up for a six-month commitment, which simply means that we're going to automatically bill you for six months. Or you can sign up for the, and that's $122 a month, or you can sign up for the 12-month commitment. And again, it simply means that we're automatically billing you for the next year. Now, can you cancel at any time without a penalty? Yes. I'll simply tell you that. You can do that at any time without a penalty. So we're very excited about, I'm, I'm really excited. I think we finally tweaked it to where we can get this to work. Now, we are moving very rapidly in Lightmaster. So we have a lot of things that we automatically move into that new people will have questions about. Well, we've actually devised a Lightworker entry library for that specific thing. So when you sign up for Lightmaster in the beginning, you not only get the current classes that are going on, but you also get access to other classes that we've done in the past, which are incredibly important for you to understand where we are. And they're kind of fun because they're classes and they're pre-recorded. You can skip through them. If you want to move faster, you can see the most important parts of them. But what that does is allow you to come up to speed to what we're doing in there without having to start once a year. We've always started this every year. We've always set it up to where we started a specific time every year and move from there. But uh, we, uh, we, we've opened it up now to where you can join Lightmaster in any single month, anytime you want. And like I said, you take one Lightmaster course and you're dismayed or you don't like it or anything else, just cancel it. There's no penalties. There's nothing else with that. Also, I am doing private sessions. Many of you know that. I have talked about it. I haven't talked about it much because 
as soon as I put a couple of days up on the calendar, they seem to disappear without me even sending out emails or telling people about them. Uh, I have just put up three new days of private sessions. So I will make the announcement right now that I've just put up three new days. You simply go to the, go to the website. I'm sorry, I didn't have it set up. I wasn't aware that I was going to be announcing this. But you simply go to the website and look under, let's see. All right, let me see where it is exactly. So I'm not telling you something that I have to take back later. There we go. Okay. Well, let's show you that then. There we go. Isn't this beautiful? We've got some incredibly talented people working for us here. Thank you, Elena, for touching up my sloppy work. <laughs> I tend to do things and then they come back and, and fix them later. But anyway, this is today's. So if you're interested in finding these things out, you can simply come into here into the store. And in the store, you'll see private sessions right down here at the bottom. So again, up at the top, you'll see the store. And if you just drop down, you can click into that. And this will take you to the private sessions where it tells all about the private sessions, how much they are, what they're doing. It's made a special video for you. You can actually book the session from there. You can go to the calendar and find out what's available. Uh, simply by clicking on that, it shows you your calendar. It shows the months that we're doing and everything else. I don't put them up too far in advance. So there are none up for April, but I just put up two or three brand new days of uh, sessions that we'll be working with here. Sorry, you don't want to see my calendar. It's a mess. <laughs> it's a real mess. <laughs> anyway, welcome aboard here. Let me see. I've got a quick, quick error message on Zoom. Let me see what we're saying. Uh, somebody has started to use Zoom with the translations, so I need to save that. There we go. Oh, wrong one. In order to translate, they need to know that I'm speaking English. That's why they just asked me that. So there we go. So if you want to use the translations in Zoom, you can do that here today. So anyway, those are the things that are going on. Like I said, I'm very excited about the fact that we're doing these new human lessons. We're going to go through a lot of things. Not only are we going to go through some of the negative things that we all run into. How do we deal with grief? How do we deal with anger? How do we deal with vulnerability? How do we deal with a lot of these situations that we, as a human, as a spirit, how, do, how can we function with that? Well, they've got a whole bunch of new ideas that they want to bring forward here, but we're not going to stop there. One of the main things that we're going to be working with on almost all of them is communication. How do we get clear communication? It has a lot to do with the bodysuit, which is why we're, why we're talking about it first. We'll bring this up as well. But different levels of communication and how we can automatically set those up and set up energies in our environment to where we can use these. Now, the levels of communication are going to go through a lot of different levels. One of the levels of communication that we're going to be talking about is sex. The group really wants to get into this. Now, none of the group have been to Earth, okay? So none of them have had to deal with sexuality here on planet Earth or, or, or those things of that nature. So it'll be very interesting to see exactly what they're going to be talking about. 
But I will tell you many times, the group has talked about during moments of sexual expression, I believe they're actually talking about orgasm there, but during moments of orgasm, we reach a level which is the same level that we reach when we're home. So there are many, many religions that were based around sex, around sexuality, around the act of sex, if you will. Now, this is not going to be an instructional video. We're not going to be doing those types of things. But they really want to get in and talk about how do we do that? How do you have that level of communication with people? And that's going to be one of the big ones. We'll be talking about relationships. We're going to be covering it. And you can actually see that. Well, since I have this set up here, let me, let me take you back over there real quick. Actually, I did have it set up. Take you back over there real quick, and I'll show you how you can find out what the general idea of what we're going to be talking about as we go forward. Okay? Here, let me let that settle here so you don't have to look at my calendar. <laughs> okay. Back here again, if, you, if you're interested in finding out what we're going to be doing here, the whole idea of the portal is right here. And you can see that here. You can see the different things that we're going to be working with. This down here, although it's virtual light broadcast right now, is going to also be talking about the, um, uh, the signing up for the, um, for the Lightmaster course. But if you want, right here at the top, it says a portal is open. Can lightworkers keep it open? Read more here. And if you click on that, here, let me see. I did not put my cursor in here, so let me... Sometimes you can't see my cursor, and I have to actually... There we go. Did we get it? No, not really. Anyway, you can find out a lot more about the portal, what is taking place. The group brings up all the points of what has been taking place with it. I did a small video for this, so you can see about the portal and what is taking place. Then we're going to cover the topics on the Human Lessons for the Spirit series. And they want to bring these in. So it talks about March 3rd and 10th as the body suits, what the whole process is. It also talked about the fact that we were also going to be talking about the physical body in this course as well. I'm not sure I'm going to have time for the physical body. If not, I will bring it in as part of another one. But there is so much to talk about about the body suits. I've already finished the first day yesterday, and I'm going to have a hard time getting all this information in the second day. If I do have that problem at any point, we'll do another day. I'll simply put another day in. I don't like to go, uh, you know, I can push it up to 90 minutes. But at 90 minutes, humans have a difficulty staying focused. It's real simple. So I would rather stop at the, usually we try to present things anywhere from 60 to 75 minutes, but 90 minutes is actually the max. So if we have a problem with that, we'll simply put another day on. I'll simply add another day or another partial day to that in order to come in to be able to cover this material. Because the funny part about this is the more that I'm talking about these bodysuits, the group keeps dropping new things in. So I'm very excited about it. It is a way of describing human the human condition on planet earth and to divide things up in a way that can be much easier much more much more easy <laughs> much easier to understand sorry it's early yet so <laughs> anyway so anyway that's that's one of the things i'm very excited about but you can see what we're going to be covering here 
the general ideas. Some of this will change a little bit as we go forward. The next piece that we're going to be talking about is relationships. Relationships are a key element, whether you have a love relationship or not. This is one of the key elements that we're going to be working with on April 7th and 14th. Some of these dates may change, by the way, since we're talking about shifting the focus days to the last two uh, days of the month, we, or last two Fridays of the month, we may be still changing some of these dates. But you can get an idea of what we're going to be talking about. After that, we go into May. We talk about sex. The group wants to talk all about sex. They want to share with you their view of it from their perspective, from their side of the veil, and what we are doing with that, and how we can use that in a very positive way. Uh, in June, we're going to get really into deep levels of transparent communication. In order to do that, we have to really understand what the bodysuit is, because you have to you have to basically communicate through the bodysuit, and. That influences a lot of different things. So that's one of the reasons we're covering this up front to be able to work with it in that way. All right, what else we've got? Uh, we're going to, July 7th, we're going to go into fear, grief, anger, some of the negative, some of the negative fear-based emotions that we all deal with to be able to do that. And then in August, we're going to be dealing with dimensionality. What is it? How do we step into the power? How do we do other things of that nature? August 27th, the portal closes unless we can keep it open. How do we keep it open? It's actually a collective thing. It's not just for one or two of us. It's actually a collective vibration of humanity. If we are able to reach that level, it stays open permanently. If not, we've at least had the opportunity to open it up, to step into it, to find out how things can work in a higher vibrational status. I will warn everybody, this is not all good news. There are people that are going to react. There's liable to be negativity around this as well. We've had many timeline crosses. The last timeline cross that we had, for those of you who uh, and just a very brief description of a timeline is that we have our timeline here. We have other timelines, of course, since we have multidimensionality and we're in several different dimensions. There are opportunities and occasional times where those timelines cross and actually imprint each other. We have one of those coming up later this year. We'll talk about that later. I don't want to confuse people with that. But the last time that happened... COVID-19 hit right afterwards. So it is possible we even pick that up from another dimension to bring that through. There's all kinds of things that the group will be talking about as we go through these levels. Now, I just showed you kind of the layout between now and August as to what we're going to be covering as part of this. There is more. There's a lot more. We probably are going to stay on, and I won't make that decision right now, but we're probably going to stay on this series of the human lessons for the spirit until all of the material's out. This is just the stuff between now and August for that portal to be open. There's more coming for this as well. So I hope you enjoy this. This is a, a wonderful way for people, especially if, you're a, especially if you're a healer. If you're working with other people in any way, shape, or form, this can be very powerful stuff. I'm very excited to be presenting it. It may end up as a book. We don't know yet. But they're, they're, they basically are bringing a lot of energy in to show us how the, 
the whole game works as a human. How we pretend to be these humans that we're being and how we can make the most of it. How we can control our own destiny in ways that we didn't even know about. Very simple ways. So there's a lot coming up with this. I hope you come and join us for it. I am very excited about the bodysuits. We just started with it. Check it out. If you haven't seen the bodysuits, this one by itself is absolutely worth your time and effort to come see. And if you're really daring, come join Lightmaster with us. We'll take you on a little journey. We will, we will ride together, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, today I've got a lot of things going on. Uh, we, have, uh, we have, of course, Meg. Meg's segments have just been absolutely incredible. I am so pleased that she's, she's doing what she's doing here. And it, it's funny because, Meg, we don't talk about what's going to be focused. None of us do. They, they, they pre-record some of these things and send them in. When we start unpacking them, we find out we're all talking about the same thing. And this happens over and over and over again. So Meg's segments will be here too. And of course, Meg does some incredible private sessions. I want to tell everybody about that. Uh, since I've got the website up, I'll go ahead and show you that real quick. At the top, over here, you can always come down and see About Us. If you come down to see About Us over here, Meg has a whole segment set up all about her work and what she does and how that works for people, okay? So you can find out a little bit more about Meg, how she works. You can book an appointment with her. You can check some of the things out that she's doing. Absolutely incredible. So Meg will be with us here uh, doing her segment today as well. Um, I always look forward to that. Uh, we have Juliana, who's here with us, Juliana Raymond, who's here with another segment. I'm, again, very excited about it. Last month, we used some music. I know music did not make it into the, into the Zoom. It, we're, we're not capable of having Zoom carry music. So, so if you're in Zoom watching this and we're starting to use music, you'll just hear, you won't hear anything or you'll hear little bits and pieces of it. So anyway, uh, this month we're, we're doing things different and there's no music involved. So I'm, I'm thrilled to have her bring back. She's got some incredible things about conflict resolution, how we work with this. And that's one of the areas that she has really done a lot of work with over a large number of years. And she's going to bring us little snippets of that every month. Of course, we have Sandy Sedgbeer, very, very dear friend, board member of the Espavo Corporation for quite some time. And I'm very honored to have her be doing her book report, her, her bookworm. I don't know which one she's doing today because I, I just checked these very quick to make sure everything's running. But uh, she, I'm, I'm very excited to have Sandy be able to do that. Sandy will be here actually uh, coming to visit here pretty soon. Sandy and Carol will be coming to visit here and I get to show them the studio. I get to walk them around and, sh and show them different parts of things that we're working with as well. So uh, they'll be here pretty soon with, to be able to work with that. Uh, also on top of that, we have, of course, Allison. Allison Chester Lambert. What can I say about Allison? She's incredible. Allison, uh, I, I, love, I love the practicality of Allison. Not only does she take something that could be extremely complicated, she brings it down to earth. And she just tells it like it is. And if the dog's barking in the other room, the dog's barking in the other room. It's really cute to see how she works with these things. But 
Allison has a long history of presenting. She's presented on the BBC for quite some time, uh, having to do with astrology for political figures. Absolutely fascinating stuff. She does something called psychological astrology. And so it's, it's different than just a normal astrology reading. And she brings us really practical things for the next month. So she'll be here with her, with her, uh, with her uh, new one for March to be able to do that as well. One other thing that I want to bring up very quickly here is the Sedona Journal. For those of you who haven't ever checked out the Sedona Journal, it's a magazine that comes out every month. It is full of channels. It's, it's the channel channel. It literally has everything that you could possibly imagine. I have a lot of good friends of mine who write in the, uh, in, in the Sedona Journal every month. Uh, and I've been in there for over 20 years now. So I've, I've been presenting the group's material there for over 20 years. Absolutely honored to be a part of that. They're wonderful people. Melody has created an incredible opportunity and a team that is just awesome. Uh, Monica and different people on the team just do an incredible job of bringing all this stuff together and being able to put it out in a really classy magazine. So if you haven't checked out the Sedona Journal of Emergence, you might want to do that because it's available to you at, at, uh, as a subscription to be able to be sent to you every month as well. And it's absolutely incredible. Uh, if you're looking for different things that you can work with and different ideas, you, you'll see it there. Uh, you'll see a lot of things like Carolyn Gervais' uh, work. She's in there every month. Very dear friend, very close friend. You'll see Carlos Rubio's uh, work. He, I just recently, he's just come out with a brand new, just coming out with a brand new book. Uh, I was able to do a quick forward for him. Uh, I actually had, I actually did his wedding. I actually, he and Sonia asked me to come up and do a wedding there in Canada. It was fascinating because in Canada, you can't just bring in somebody to do a wedding. You can bring somebody in, but you also have to have a Canadian to do actually the wedding and do the official part of it. So it was kind of interesting. And this was the only time in my life that I've actually, I've done quite a few weddings, but this is the only time that they asked me to do a live channel at their wedding. So Carlos, check out Carlos's work, incredible stuff. There's a lot of people here that are just good friends and good people in different ways. So I wanna give a quick plug to the Sedona Journal. One other thing that I want to plug before I go into channel is one of our own. We have incredible talent in many different ways. Many of you have seen the website, how it looks, how some of these things are absolutely magical. I used to do that a long time ago, back in the days of HTML, <laughs> to where I was building the websites and so forth myself. But we have a very talented team. One of the people that's on the team is Elena. Elena Era has done some just magical work for us. Makes us look good. It's the best way I can tell you about Elena. Her work, is, she's the graphic artist that does a lot of things behind on top of that. She does a lot of our social media and some of the uh, other parts of that as well. We also have another social media person, Carol. I'll introduce her at another time. But I wanted to tell you about Elena too because she does some absolutely incredible things. One of the things that she did and she sent to us had to do with some of the work that she does and some of the very unique things that she makes. 
When Barbara was sick before she passed, Eleanor made her a very special thing similar to what I'm going to show you. And when we opened it, we couldn't believe our eyes. I mean, the energy in this thing was absolutely amazing. It's very small. There's are small things you can wear around your neck. But I actually happen to have a video, a short video of some of Elena's work. And I would love to share that with you right now. So I'm going to do that before we go into channel and do the first channel. This is some very magical work. Check this out. Thank you, Elena. <clears throat> awesome stuff. She also has, has some links that you can see right there. I'm not sure if the link was up there. It is up there. Yeah, it was up there. Goddessartjewelry.com. So anyway, check that out. You can always back this up, by the way. This is a live broadcast, but we have the capabilities of backing it up. So you can actually, if you're right now, if you want to go back and see what that website is again, you can actually take that thing and back it up and then you can bring it forward or you can just play it from that point forward so you don't miss anything. But that is one of the capable things that we have. You can't go forward. <laughs> it's live, but you can go backwards. Okay, so I just wanted to tell you that. All right, everybody, we're, we're getting close now. So I'm, I'm very excited about what's going on. As I mentioned, Merlia will be coming in the second half to do the channel. Um, it's kind of it's kind of interesting because Merlia and Ilra were kind of having this argument about who was going to come in today. So I sh probably shouldn't say anything because there are times when one of them pushes the other aside and just jumps in, and that happens with all of them. They they're together. They're not separate the way we think of being separate of arguing about things or fighting for things. They, that doesn't happen. They're connected. They're all part of each other in a very magical, the same way we are. But they see it, we don't. So in any event, that's one of the beautiful things that we'll be working today. So as I mentioned, I believe Merlia is coming in today. There's some, there's some very interesting things that are taking place. As we're starting to open this portal right now, there are things that we can do to set up our environment. And that's what she wants to talk about today creating a space where we can make the highest use of all of this material that's coming forward. All right. All right. I'm going to get started here in just a minute. Before I do, I want to play you a little, a little video about what we're doing. And we talked about the, we talked about the body suits and the first part. I want to play you that video to start with, and then I'll come back and we'll do our first channel for the day. Let's bow everybody. Thank you so much for being with us. I, absolutely love what I get to do here. Welcome, lightworkers of planet Earth. You know, in March, we're going to begin this whole new series. I want to tell you quickly about what we're going to be doing in March. The series is called The Human Lessons for the Spirit. 
during this time when our portal is going to be open and includes all of planet Earth, we're going to be, have the opportunity to advance very fast, to perfect ourselves in a lot of different ways. And the groups devised this whole series for that reason. We're going to start with probably one of the most important parts called the bodysuit. The bodysuit will be brought up in many of the future lessons as well, which is why we want to cover it in the very beginning and get this information down. The question to ask that the group will be asking you, who do you think you are? It's real simple. As creator beings, who we think we are, we project that out into the world. And we create what they call a bodysuit around us. Now, the bodysuit changes. Sometimes we project who we want to be rather than who we are at that moment, which sometimes creates a gap between reality and who we think we are. Sometimes most lies can, are contained within the bodysuit. Most belief systems are contained within the bodysuit. Now, the other part about this is you can actually change bodysuits depending on who you're with, who you're around, what you're doing. And this is a fascinating way to look at your experience of pretending to be a human. This is all about the bodysuits. They want us to make us aware of them. They want to show us how we can make the best of them and how we can clarify our bodysuits in a lot of different ways. Again, to start perfecting ourselves, making things a little bit easier on planet Earth for everything all around us. Come join us. March 3rd and March 10th are the first two sessions in the human lessons for the bot for the spirit. We're going to be talking all about the bodysuit. Aspav, everyone. Come join us. Okay, so let's find our center. Take a couple breaths deep in and just release it slowly. Good. Let's do that again. In through the nose and out through the mouth. One more deep. Excellent. I'll be back in a moment. Greetings, dear ones. I am M. I join you with the most wondrous times this day. You have worked a very long time, dear ones, to create your reality. We tell you this is not the first go-round. All of you have been here over and over and over again, investing your time, your energy, your spirit, if you will, in an opportunity to create something very magical. You have done so. Now what is taking place is the game is changing. It's very simple. You've reached the end of a game. You've done this before. It's not the first time you've reached these levels of this state. But the interesting part is you have capabilities of walking into this consciously. And that has never happened before. So as we work with you in these new energies, as we try to bring you the capabilities and the opportunities for you to see yourself from a different perspective, we'd like to bring that forward to you and have you work with that this day. As we mentioned, Merlia will be coming in a little bit later to talk about the opportunities to create a base for you to grow from. And that's going to be the key element of 
where you're at right at this moment. To build that solid base is really huge. Now, all of you have imprints in your bodysuit that you've carried. Some of these are from energy stamps that you've received. Energy stamp is different than an energy matrix, and energy matrix is kind of the way you're wired naturally. An energy stamp is when something happens to you, and you have an event, it changes you a little bit because you carry that in your bodysuit. It automatically reacts in different ways. So there are times, dear ones, where you can release these. Now, some of you are having physical challenges. That's part of being human. Don't you love that part? The fascinating thing is you can work together because one of the greatest opportunities you have is to straighten out your own crinkled lines. And with that, we simply mean that you have this beautiful torus that goes around your physical being. It carries you through time space. It's actually what creates the illusion of time in which you live. But that torus also has lines in it, almost as if you could say it's coming in this way, but it's also turning in one direction or the other. And every time you have an experience, it hits the outside of these lines. And most of the time, these are positive experiences. You're going through life. You're integrating with other people, and those people have an effect on you. Everything that you work with has an effect on your life. You know, you have the astrology report, which is coming up in a little bit. And you can tell that every single planet out there is affected by every other planet. Many times, humans can't find the planet that they're looking for, but they can see the effect that the, the gravitational field has on other planets. So in that way, everything in the universe is connected. You have that same connection. And what takes place is when you have these energy stamps, something that happens, maybe something fearful, maybe something really traumatic to you in some way. It crinkles those lines. And instead of these beautiful straight lines that you have coming up and bringing everything through, you have these jagged lines. And when they start to make their way through your heart chakra, it hurts. And there's times when you just don't want to run the energy because it hurts so much. There's times when you tend to just pretend that it's not there. You run the cycles of energy outside instead of bringing it through your heart chakra. So you get very imaginative about how you deal with these negative energies. But we also tell you, dear ones, you can release a lot of that. Because the one thing that you have in common with every other being is that you're part of home. And as such, you are naturally wired for certain aspects. You're naturally wired for harmony, dear ones. You have to learn how to put up your walls. You have to learn how to be out of harmonics. And sometimes it's out of a natural defense. Sometimes it's out of the fact that you are very empathic in different ways. So you put up your walls, you put up your energies so as to not be affected to keep your lines of your torus as straight as you can. But the ones that you have, dear ones, are also part of your personality. So even though you have crinkled lines from time to time in your torus, we'll help you straighten those out. And yet, you'll never straighten them out completely because you don't want to lose 
the experience that you had from that. The reality is that's what gives you personality. That's what gives you opportunity to express as a spirit through a bodysuit, through a way of working on planet Earth. Take a breath, everyone. What we'd like you to do is to close your eyes for a moment and let's begin this healing circle. In the very beginning, we're going to put the healing circle into a time bubble. And what that simply means is that every time anyone comes to this, they'll be with you in the current time. And that allows you all to combine your energies in different ways and focus. So many of you will be coming in here looking for a healing today. And you may have an issue that you want to heal with. And yet you may leave here today without that being completely healed. But this is in a time bubble. So everyone that comes through this and watches this at a later time also adds their energy to it. And sometimes you hit that critical moment, that critical point where you tip the scales, if you will. And a week later, suddenly you're healed of something because another person came in and reached that critical mass of healing energy. So with that, expect a miracle and we will help you create it. So if you have energies on a physical level that you'd like to resolve, this is a perfect time to do it. If you have emotional scar tissues, if you have things that you're working with from energy stamps from even previous lifetimes, all of those things are possible to start releasing. Now, we're not here to fully integrate all of your experiences. And please understand, dear ones, even your negative experiences, we do not erase. You took those things for a reason. You, many of those were by contract. So we don't take those away from you. What we do is to help you smooth out the lines of your Taurus. So that when it goes through your heart chakra, you still have that memory. You still have that experience, and yet it doesn't have to be painful. You can still hold on to all of your aspects and find the highest possibility of each one of those. So today, that's what we're going to do. We're going to ask those of you who wish to, to step forward into the healing circle right now. As we start holding hands around this healing circle, if you are in the room with other people, you can take their hands. Or if not, just hold out your energetic hands and expect them to be taken by one of these many light workers that are now working with this energy right now. Take a breath. Let your eyes close naturally if they're not already. And feel the energy as it moves out of your right hand and into your left hand. Feel the energy starting to move in a big circle all the way around planet Earth. Excellent. Now we're going to speed it up. We're going to make that energy move a little faster. As it goes through from one hand to the other, as it goes out of the right hand and into the left hand, Feel it as it moves across your heart. 
Feel it as it goes through every part of you, straightening out many of the lines of your Taurus, many of the things that have caused you pain even in recent times. Allow that to happen right now. Allow us, all of us, to help you straighten out those lines. Good. Now take a deep breath and release it very slowly. Anchor that in. Good. Now, once you are open for healing, dear ones, since this is an in a time bubble, it will continue to heal. Every time someone puts their energy into this, you'll be a direct recipient of that energy. It's an opportunity for all of you to walk in the highest potential on planet Earth, to be able to let your spirit come out and shine through your eyes. Every time you smile, you spread light on the planet. In, on the path in front of you. Not just for you, but for other people as well. So take a deep breath and release it slowly. For those of you on the outside of the healing circle, open your heart chakra completely and send everything into the circle. Feel that beautiful energy as tears even come to your eyes. Feel that light and how much love you can carry because that's your exercise for the day. If you're not receiving it, you're giving it. And both are incredible gifts because both are dealing with love. So the question we ask you during this time that this portal is open, how much love can you carry? How much love can you actually hold in your physical experience, in your bodysuit? How much can you hold in everything that you're doing? And how much can you express? Because that's going to be the key of what keeps this portal open. Take a deep breath and release it slowly. Blink your eyes open when you're ready. And come on back into the room. For those of you who are in the center of the circle, Know that your healing will continue. It won't stop here. Every time a new person comes in and watches this video, every time it's seen, they're actually adding their energy to the cycle in the now moment. Take a breath. Excellent. You are magical beings, dear ones. We've tried to share with you different views of yourself so you can see a different perspective from spirit of actually who you are and what you're doing. You are grandmasters, each and every one of you, learning to pretend to play a game of being a human. Oh yes, sometimes you take the game too seriously. That is a normal reaction for humanity. And yet we tell you it's a wonderful game. And yes, there are parts of it that are very serious. But there's also parts of it that you're supposed to be having fun. And that's the key element we're going to leave you with this day. To know that you here at an opportunity to enjoy your life. I am M. My job at home has to do with running the Tavern of Light. I'm the one that works with all the people that come through to start building their lives. 
Before you come in, you have these grand meetings where you bring all these people together and you make contracts, you make agreements about what you're going to do when you come into planet Earth. And sometimes those discussions get very thick. Sometimes those discussions even get heated and frustrated, at which point it is my job to come in and let out a big belly laugh. Because what happens when you hear one of, one of M's laughs, it takes you to a higher level. It takes you to an energy there. And what happens is everybody kind of laughs and comes along with me for just that moment. And then they come back down and get back to work, but with a refreshed energy. Laughter, dear ones, is the language of angels. It's the opportunity for all of you to be here. Take a deep breath, dear ones. You can almost hear the grand laughter from the Tavern of Light right now. <laughs> yes, we got you. And now we leave you for the time being to bring it back together. Carry that love, carry that energy. When I laughed just now, many of you were taken aback in the moment and then you anchored into it and that smile was transferred from my face to yours. You are magical beings and I love each and every one of you. Well done, dear ones. And now I leave you for a time where Leah will come in in a few moments to work with you even more. But now I leave you for the moment. Know that I ask you to treat each other with respect. Nurture one another at every opportunity and play well together as you're creating this whole new level of the game. Well done, dear ones. And I will leave you with a little laugh. Hee hee. Well, hello, and it's time for the the astrology part of the show, I'm a psychological astrologer. My name is Alison Chester Lambert and hello, it's nice to see you. And why am I holding this thing? <laughs> well, this I made this, oh, so many years ago. It was a toy then and um, I wanted to explain something to you about the planets and the position of them at the moment. And so I dragged this out of the loft and um, it's kind of like bringing it all live to you, isn't it really? Um, now, we have a, a situation going on in the sky. Now, um, I am recording this on the 3rd of March, um, Friday the 3rd of March, and we have an incredibly tense situation out there that I thought, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna do something I don't normally do. So what, what I normally do is I, I make up these charts, my, right, and then I... Uh, make the notes and then I read from the notes and although there are a few notes on this is normally considerably more um, but you know this time what I'm going to do is I'm going to read straight from the chart um, uh, to you because this is such an important chart what I don't want to do is in any way colour it or um, alter it or have any bias um, because of my point of view as a European 
Um, and um, I just want to report it as an astrologer. And I find that if I just look at the astrology and read it, then I, I lose my bias, if you see what I mean. So that's what I'm trying to do. Um, and it is, of course, you, you can tell from the fact that I've just said I'm a European, that it's it's about the um, the war um, that's happening in La um, Ukraine. I nearly said Latvia. Oh, no, Ukraine. Um, okay. Now, um, the sky. Really interesting situation at the moment because we have a load of planets in Aries. But these planets have all rushed into Aries before the March equinox, the spring equinox, which is when the sun moves into Aries and out of Pisces, and actually indicates a new year. It's the new astrological year. The sun moving into Aries marks the first day of spring, but it also marks the first day of my year. Okay. Now, these planets have all galloped ahead of the sun and left the sun way behind in Pisces. And one of the interesting things about the sky now is that, therefore, the sun is literally not in touch with these other planets. There is no communication going on between them. Um, and the sun has just kind of been left in beautiful Pisces, let's face it. You know, it's all about relaxing, lay back on a lily pad. You know, it's the, the lovely, wonderful, it's all very nice. <laughs> Pisces is a wonderful dreamland. Um, but it is also about the dissolution, the final dissolution before the first energy of spring, which, which comes in with Aries. Okay, so uh, there's the sun languishing in Pisces, the Pisces part of the sky. Um, and then in the Aries part of the sky, and I'm sorry, I am reading this, um, we've got Juno, Eris, Chiron, Venus, Jupiter and Vesta. Now, there is a situation which I read here, and I this is the reason I, I've got this now, because in one group in Aries, so Aries is just, just a portion of the sky. So imagine we're sitting on here, we're dangling our legs down and we're looking out, we're out in the, in the in the solar system. We sat there and we're looking at the planets. Okay, so I'm going. Hey, can you see those three over there? And I'm looking. <laughs> and I'm showing you um, Jupiter, Chiron, and Venus. Now, from our perspective, right, we're sat here dangling our legs, and they look as if they're all in a straight line because they're all bunched together. And then over here, we've got two more planets still in Aries. Um, and those two are Eris and Juno. Now, what I want to do is literally read these planets to you and then read these planets to you, because I believe that if I do that, then you are equipped and can work with the cosmos in the way that you best work with energy. Um, because, as we all know, this this entire dimension is all about belief and attention. Um, and so what we need to do is give our attention to something and our belief uh, in the way that it's going to turn out. Um, so what are these three planets here doing? Um, so we have Chiron and um, Venus and Jupiter, like I said. So in Jupiter, we do have confidence um, and we must remember that, that Jupiter can be too confident, that Jupiter is is simply exaggerating a situation with pompousness um, and 
and Jupiter has all of the um, the the might of Zeus throwing his thunderbolts about and being omnipotent on Olympus. So you've got there a pretty big ego. And then we have um, Venus talking about value and self-worth. Um, and it's about people's potency also, because this is in Aries. Aries is a fire sign. It's about potency. It's about strength um, and about initiating. Um, and so we have Venus in there. The planet is an attractor and makes things attractive. We are attracted to, it's like a magnet. Um, and so we're attracted to the energy of Aries, which is a warlike energy. And that's making Jupiter's big ego and Aries's push for initiation, war, if you like, start something, get the energy going. It's making it seem attractive. Okay. But in there also, we have Chiron. Now, Chiron is the wounded healer. Um, in myth, he's the one who got um, an arrow in his thigh, and but he couldn't heal himself. He was known to be a healer the world over, um, but he couldn't heal himself. And so Chiron's story in astrology is one of woundedness, bitterness, um, and a terrible fear, in this case, of not appearing strong. The terrible fear comes from Chiron. Not appearing strong comes from Aries. It reverses the zodiac sign. Um, and also being impotent. Okay, this that is in the sky for either side to feel. It's there for the Russians to feel. It's there for the Ukrainians. It's there for the European Council. It's there for NATO. And you can see that it's sensitive. It's highly charged and it's ready to blow because it's in Aries. Okay, now over here we have Eris and we have Juno. So Juno is an asteroid and Eris is one of the dwarf planets right out in the Kuiper belt. Both of these planets are warmongers and they're both sitting in Aries. Now Eris the myth goes, was not invited to um, a particular celebration and so became very bitter and events followed that started the, uh, the Trojan War. So Eris can be very mean and cause a lot of difficulty and challenge um, to the situation. And then if I just bring Juno in, um, Juno, Hera, um, wife of Zeus in Greece. Um, Hera hated humans. Um, she particularly hated human women because her husband was always chasing after them. Um, and uh, he used to trick her into breastfeeding his his um, his children by other other women, and um, and that would make them demigods. And she would be furious that she had contributed to to their uh, raising status. Um, so I can honestly say that although Juno represents relating, she can represent relating right up to the sticks and stones and wall. Um, she's no fan of the human race. OK, so now that's how I read it in astrology. Right. So this is like a weather report. No astrologer 
if they say they can read what's going to happen, I'm afraid they can't. Um, it's, it's just a weather report. But what you can do is you can take those pieces of the jigsaw and you can make assumptions and you can say, hmm, well, so if Putin this and NATO that and um, Biden this and um, and yeah, you could make some fair assumptions and you might make a prediction that turns out to be right. Well, that would be great. But as far as I'm concerned, this situation is too dangerous and it's far too fragile and volatile. And what I would prefer to do is give you those images and explain what the planets are doing, because I believe your belief and attention can take this a different way. Every planet is always available to flip through the flip side. They, they represent the keywords that represent them. They are the keywords, but it's they give them or they take them. They, they give abundance or they remove. They're just in charge of the keywords, right? So we can influence this and turn it over. We can make it so that war is not desirable. One of the things I think we could really be in charge of is trying to make sure that everybody feels they have value and self-worth. It's this impotency and this humiliation that is going to cause problems. If we can get Chiron to feel less humiliated and less impotent and more included, if we could tend Chiron's wounds, then we have a real chance of turning the wounds into the reward or the healing, the wounds that make us wise, we say in astrology. So um, I'm going to leave that with you, the, the bit I've just described, um, and talk about something else now. But I, I, I hope, please let me know if you find that was useful, um, rather than me just sit here and tell you what I think. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Um, okay, now I'm going to talk about the March equinox, because uh, we won't have another show between now and the 20th of March, which is when the sun actually breaks comes out of Pisces and breaks into Aries to find out what all its planets have been doing while it was in Pisces. You can imagine the sun's face. You did what? Uh, anyway, so I'm, I've, I did some research and I was quite interested in this. Um, we have four points during the year where we have two equinoxes and two solstices. And all that it means, it's the extreme of the sun's movement. So on the two solstices, the sun is at the highest point and the lowest point. And then when we get the equinoxes in spring and autumn, they are when the sun is completely balanced, when everything is equal and the sun rises and sets exactly on the compass points uh, of east and west. Brilliant. Now, the Egyptians, by the way, used to love the equinoxes they, because they saw it as a situation of ma'at. And ma'at was harmony and balance. And this is what they strove for, to achieve the harmony and balance with the sun, the solar system, the planets, nature, cosmos. Um, and uh, so this is, they particularly like this one. Um, and so we should mark it also, um, and some of us do. But I was very interested in the statistics around these four points. And actually, can you believe, there are some very interesting ones. So first of all, um, more babies are born on the autumn 
equinox than at any other time during the year. Considerably more, actually. And apparently the reason for that is, is on the winter solstice, nine months previous, that's when most people are making love. When it's in the dark, it's Christmas, you get a few days off. Well, that's amazing, isn't it? Um, and then another one. So what happens the most on the spring equinox, the one we've got coming on March the 20th? It can be March 20th or March 21st, depending on the leap years. Well, there is another statistic, and this is amazing too. So this is these are the English ones. I'm sorry, I didn't research America or anything else, but these are pretty accurate, so that'll do. Um, so the answer is we should initiate something, and most especially we should initiate a business. Can you believe it? Um, start a new business. According to the Open Business Council of the UK, those enterprises which start up in March of any year last longer and are more profitable than business started up at any other time. Can you believe that? And that's because, as far as I'm concerned, um, they're starting when the sun has moved into uh, Aries. And Aries is a fantastic energy for startup and initiation. Now, I can hear you saying, but that's March the 20th. How does that affect the whole of March? Well, in actual fact, the statistics are still right because um, there is a huge tax break to starting your business the last week in March. So that's when most people do it. So all the startups are when the sun is in Aries after March the 20th. So I think that's absolutely amazing that astrology live and working in your living room there. Um, and then another one, another fact here. Um, this there was a question asked of me. Are those born when the sun moves into Aries more likely to win the lottery? And the answer is yes. Can you believe there are three signs which consistently win the lottery more than the other signs? Um, cancer, can you believe, is the luckiest sign on any lottery? I don't know why. And then the next two is Leo and Aries. Um, and, and they're exactly the same. They're second. And do you know what? I can see that because they believe it. They, they, they put their belief into it. And so I get that one. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and, 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 and what are we to expect from March this year? A big change because, as you know, Pluto and Saturn are changing signs. I mean, this is like massive. Now, I'm going to talk loads about this next time because the change is going to last for years. And so we've got time. And I took up all the time up. Showing my showing my my planets, they're just about to fall off. Don't fall off planets. Um, okay, I hope that was interesting, and I would love to um, have a coffee with you. We could sit and have a cup of my coffee here. We could sit and have a coffee and and discuss your chart and uh, have a, a consultation, a session. That would be lovely. Please just Google my name, Alison Chester Lambert, and you will find me. And I will enjoy that, and that will be great. And I'll say goodbye bye, and I'll see you next month. Okay, thank you. With this month, because it's the end of this month. That's wonderful. Okay, thank you. Bye. Fascinating. Fascinating. I did not know that there was a, a special alignment where people made love more. This is interesting. I've got to, I'm going to have to get that book. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have to do some more readings on that. Way to go, Allison. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for being with us. Okay, now what we have next is we've got Jillianna.
She's got some really fascinating information for us for, for light weavers and for, for people working with conflict resolution, something we all deal with from time to time, but she's got some really fascinating ways of looking at this. So here's, here's Juliana. Hello, light weavers. I think you're gonna find this segment uplifting. In keeping with the theme of resolving conflict, wouldn't it feel good to be able to release resentments and relationship compromise because of some misunderstanding? 2022 was all about letting go, but it might not be that easy without understanding what that means or looking at any contributing factors. You might ask, why is this so important? Resentment, not being able to forgive an insult, hurts no one but you. And if unresolved becomes the dis-ease that registers in the body as illness or discomfort. When you consider that most character identifications are molded during childhood, I'm going to assume that not all remembrances were favorable. Too often, most of us have harbored some emotional trauma that we experienced during childhood. At a young age, we may not have had the ability to understand why we became the focus of unsolicited volatility and thus unable to release the emotional impact. So, we came up with the best way of coping with trauma and buried it somewhere in our subconscious. And that memory lives there until some catalyst reminds us of some compromise. And here's another reason why it's important to release memories of trauma or limitation. When you hold on to resentments, you are lowering your energy frequencies. Not only is your energy field compromised, but it is quite likely the individual you keep thinking about is attached to your energy field. In other words, you become an energy picnic for your adversary. Now, I don't know how you feel about this, but I don't want to give one inch of my energy away to anyone that I want to separate from. In review of my own misunderstandings, I decided to develop a program that would address energy compromise. Have you ever considered what circumstances surround the life of the individual you've developed a resistance to? What if providing a new perspective on the contributing factors behind some drama might allow you to release the antagonist? This is referred to as entanglement, and if you consider this interaction might be a carryover from a previous life encounter, the entanglement now becomes quantum. And here's something else to ponder. What if the antagonist was a catalyst for change, your change? By releasing events from your past, you not only allow the antagonist to heal, but healing amplifies in your own life as well. By healing all components, we raise the vibration of the energy field surrounding us and ultimately raise the frequency of the earth. There is a formula you can apply to just about any scenario to help provide necessary insights 
to diffuse emotional misunderstandings. I suspect that if you apply this investigation, it could just lead to resolution of most mental conflicts. Have you ever tried placing yourself into the life of the individual you have some frustration with? I want to guide you through an exercise to immerse you into the life of the individual or any others you may have some issue with. Just for a moment, consider the era the individual lived in. Include all socioeconomic parameters. Since family lineages may contribute to the life factors of your parents, you might want to consider those factors as well. We look to our parents to provide guidance and life steerage, but what if their emotional framework is flawed by some memory from their childhood? Could this memory present as a reflection during your childhood? My grandparents lived through World War I. My parents lived through World War II. These scenarios alone would have been daunting. Do you think there may have been any socioeconomic factors during their lives? And imagine what hardships they could have endured. And what factors do you think may have filtered into your childhood because of your parents' experiences? My grandmother raised two young girls by herself after her husband decided he wanted to be a soldier of fortune. In 1927, at the age of 29, my grandmother drove a Model T across the USA from Pittsburgh to San Francisco to raise two little girls. This was the era of flappers and prohibition, but socioeconomic factors weren't necessarily supportive of single parenting, especially when that single parent was female. What constraints do you think surrounded her life during her life journey. My mother grew up without a father figure. The 1930s brought the Great Depression. Women could hold clerical positions. They could be nurses, teachers, or homemakers. But employment roles were limited and pay definitely not equal to their male counterparts. While my mother was a very loving individual, she was obviously traumatized by her childhood, wondering why her father would abandon his family. I didn't develop a bond with my mom until I was in my 20s. Once I could immerse myself into her life, I began to understand her disappointments and my own. For an all-too-short time, my mom was my best friend before her passing. My mom always felt she wasn't good enough. Why else would her father abandon her? I never knew either of my grandfathers. Like my mother's father, my dad's father had similar rovings of adventure and abandoned his family when my dad was a small boy. And like my mom, he grew up during the Depression. When my dad's father disappeared, my dad's uncle took my dad and his siblings into their small home to raise with his family. My dad always said he never wanted to be a burden to anyone. 
Can you see where this sentiment might have originated? The family pattern was still active during my life. I'm still here. But I became a single parent raising two sons after their father disappeared. For the longest time, I wondered why I wasn't good enough. Although the experience was terrifying at the time, it has made me into the woman and spiritual voyeur I am today. When doing your own investigation, ask pertinent questions like, what was it like for my mother to be a parent at, say, age 30? What were her concerns as a mother? Review the era, the socioeconomic parameters, and what mental complications could this person have been experiencing? What factors may have molded in their character from their childhood? And what emotional compromise do you think may have influenced their life? You can use this formula with anyone that has caused you concern. If your concern is a more contemporary one, adjust the formula to look at the external background. Are there financial concerns that may be fueling an attitude? Are there emotional concerns that influence an interaction? Quite often, being involved in a fray has nothing to do with you, but more about what's happening in that individual's life. When you're able to release frustrations with a new understanding, your life progresses without unnecessary energy attachments. Forgiveness always lightens our footsteps. I've been presenting transformational material to audiences for many years, and I hope you enjoyed this brief presentation. I am an author. Some of my works include New Beginnings, Elements of Change, Discovering Your Mastery, Unlocking Hidden Codes Within, and The New Covenants, all titles available on Amazon. I am also a podcast host for Life is a Spiritual Soup, available on Spotify or accessed through my website, JillianaRaymond.com. I am also a quantum healer, conducting Diamond Rose activations with an international team of profound healers. You can find access to monthly group sessions through Diamond Rose Activations at gmail.com. I'm available for private consultations if you like, and you can contact me at Raymond at gmail.com. I think Steve is ready for you now, so back to Steve. Thank you, Juliana. That's awesome. I love the way she brings that in. Thank you so much for sharing so much about yourself. That really brings it home to all of us. So well done, my dear. Well done. All right. We've got a lot going on here. We've got Meg coming up. And then uh, right after that, we'll do Sandy's, Sandy's Book of the Month. And we'll be right back with that. Here's Meg Adamson. Looking forward to this. Hi, everybody. So nice to be here again this month with you. I hope you are doing well. Let's jump in. There's a lot going on and there's a lot that I want to cover. What I want to talk about this month is an overlay from last month. 
Last month, I talked about how illness equals communication. I talked about a collective grief that so many of us are feeling. And it's the grief of our old lives, pre-pandemic, what normal used to be. That's changed. It's changed everything. The pandemic has changed the terrain. But how we perceive the world going forward and what we personally do, how we show up in our lives, determines how healthy you are, how happy you are, how much joy you're able to contain, how much you're able to contribute. That lens has everything to do with the dominant subconscious terrain. So let's get into it. Let's jump in. When I talked about that collective grief, this was before the earthquake in Turkey. Since the earthquake in Turkey, so much has been taking place around the world and we're all paying attention. And we have that shadow and light effect, don't we? Where devastation occurs and tens of thousands of souls depart the world and we watch in horror. We are feeling vulnerable we question food shortages around the world that are occurring. We question our ability to feel safe. And it starts to really activate a stress response within us. And what we need to do is really bring equal time to all of the changes that are taking place because the world is changing. And yes, there is this whole perspective of the negative of the climate change, of what's taking place where we don't feel we have any control over that and that can be scary for people. But there is also this whole other projection that you're not gonna hear about on the news that you really need to discern and tap into for yourself. And that is a conversation about authority figure, being your own authority figure. I'm not talking about authority figures in government and dictatorship and all these other conversations. I'm talking about you. How you perceive the world is based on what you are carrying around, what you believe, your opinions, your truths, and how you actually perceive you. So here's where it's backwards. We've been taught that it starts out here when it doesn't. We think that what we see in the world we then have to respond to and our ability and capability to respond to it is based on our personal strength, our, our income, our schooling, our way that we, that we were raised and so forth. But that's actually inverted. So let me explain that. The mechanism that we use to perceive the world is a part of our brain that just associates that data. It takes it in, but before the conscious mind becomes active, before that analyzer comes into play, before the intuition and logic, it actually is weighed against dominant subconscious beliefs. So unconscious, drop down, things we may not even be aware of that we're walking around with all day. <clears throat> Excuse me. Where do those come from? Where did we acquire them? Well, we acquired them when we were very young, before we, we, we grew into our adult rational mind. That doesn't come on board 
until we're about mm, close to 11, there's a part of our brain that activates at seven and it, and it matures between seven and 11. And that's when we start to be able to look at data and associate it, analyze it and decide our response. But prior to that, we didn't have that mechanism. We were basically just wide open, walking around subconscious mind wide open, taking everything in. And so we relied on our, on our caregivers, on our parents, on our teachers. They are who? The authorities in the room. So we learn to wait for instruction from the authority figures. And then over time, we are supposed to in our life learn to become our own authority figure. But that got a little screwy with <clears throat> the industrial age and how we progressed. And there are a lot of organizations trying to become the authority figure of you. So this is where we see the imbalance. Now, is it nefarious? Well, some may say yes, some may say no, I'm not gonna weigh in on that. But what I will say is, is there equal balance when you're looking like I talked about last month? When you are watching the news, is there equal time to what's actually good and happening? No, there is not. So the authority of the information we receive in now the technology age, we have to really check in and see what is our nervous system response to what we are paying attention to and how is it being weighed within us? Do we immediately go to a negative tone? Oh, the world's all messed up. It's all screwed up. We're, we're just heading for disaster. Do we immediately go to a negative tone? Is that the response? Because here's what happens. We think it's from the data we're taking in, but it's not. It's, that's just the catalyst. The data we take in and observe is weighed against programming. And that immediate negative response that comes out is changeable. It has nothing to do with the catalyst out in front of you. That was just the catalyst. And by the way, the catalyst only showed up because it was a match to what you were already believing. Change the subconscious terrain, change what catalysts we line up with, and those can just as easily become positive catalysts. And then our opinions about things can be how we make things better, how we improve, how we connect, how we build unity consciousness, how we build more community, how we thrive. The mechanism is the same. Your subconscious mind is always working for you, always trying to keep you safe, always trying to move you towards pleasure and away from pain. But if we haven't cleaned up where our pain is, and we immediately go to a negative or a stress response, we've got personal work to do to come back to being our own authority figure. Now, what does that feel like? What does that look like? That's someone who feels connected. That's someone who feels safe. That's someone who can discern information they're receiving, but just as easily line up with that which is more positive, which is more joyful, which is healthy. It feels like health in your body. 
It feels like positive thoughts in your mind. It feels like creativity and ideas. It feels like lining up with opportunities and matching up with others who see the good that's taking place. And that is extremely important to recognize because this kind of progress comes with great change. And that is where we are in the world right now. We are in a time of great change. The pandemic was the, hear it, catalyst for that. It changed everything. And I know there are a lot of people that would just like to be in denial and have it go back. I liked my life before the pandemic. I saw my friends, I went to the movies, I made a good living, but now that's all messed up. Now it's conversations about vaccines, it's conversations about masks, it's conversations about inflation and income hear it. Your subconscious mind is listening to you all day every day. And what we tend to do because we were trained this way. This is where the word programming comes in. I have a pet peeve whenever I'm watching something and they say that, you know, well, so-and-so has been hypnotized and it's always something nefarious and they have no control and it's like zombies. That just simply isn't possible. You you are the authority of you. You cannot take anything in and create more negativity unless you are saying yes to it. But the piece that we don't learn is the way lovingly, meaningfully, even the best of parents and the best of childhood and the best of schooling created an environment for us to look to others to be the authority of us to help us feel safe, loved, seen, connected, capable, worthy. When that is our job now. And so if we're still telling a story of, well, this is this way for me because this happened and this happened and this happened, then your subconscious mind thinks that's still happening. That is still current moment trauma you are living every day, all day. And what do you think the mechanism does to validate that? It finds more for you to believe that to be true. So the news, you only hear the bad parts. So let's balance that out a little bit. First, by understanding we become our own authority figures. We manage our stress response. And what I mean by that is lining up and looking for more of the good going on. And in order to do that, we have to do our own personal work. Are we starting to see what the pandemic has catalyzed as potential for all of us? Right? That normal we're not going back to, but why can't we then through this change and through this discomfort reveal something even better. There has never been a more ripe time for everyone to be using their unique skill set, their innovations and ideas, their creativity and wisdom to help others. I talked about that in a previous broadcast, the the billion dollar industry that it is now that that Kids are, are opting out of traditional education and debt for decades and choosing to pay others as mentors 
because they can verify how they've built their lives. We are wanting to learn from others who are showing and transparent about their income, about their business, about their way, about whether that's marketing or whether that's sales or whether that's technology, pick the field. But we are opting to learn differently. And I'm gonna get into some of those st statistics towards the end of this piece. I really want you to start to think right now, what is it that I believe? And why do I believe it? Because that's what we do. And it feels like our identity, and it feels negative, and it feels like blame or judgment out on the screen of space, right? On those catalysts, on an outside condition that we feel powerless to. But here's the piece. The reason that feels so negative to us is because intrinsically it is false. Your subconscious mind knows who you are. It knows every cell that created you. It knows how to heal you. It knows how to draw in the exact opportunities that are right for you. All of the dreams, all of the desires and visions, it knows all of it. But it cannot manifest in your life. It cannot show up unless you are in alignment with that belief. Now, how does that belief happen? How does that alignment occur? we have to change the subconscious terrain. We cannot keep telling the same story. We have to change our point of projection. And that means when we become positive dominant through regression work, through clinical hypnotherapy, that's why this was the piece for me. That's where the breakthrough, that's where the transformation occurs because at the conscious level, we can become aware but we have to get into our personal programming in the subconscious level and reframe that permanently. Then we project from that perspective and the subconscious mind does its job. It lines up people, places, and things that match that. You're starting to see the blueprint of how this works. So we end up in conversations about what doctors tell us about healing, but really is that what our innate intelligence knows? And if we know this consciously, but we're not manifesting it physically, we've got beliefs there that are unconscious that need to be looked at and rewired, reworked, reframed. If we believe that business isn't possible right now to thrive because of what we see going on in the world, that is programming. If we think that relationships have shifted and it's not possible because everybody is stressed, nobody is showing up they're authentically, whether that's dating apps, whether that's social media, that is programming. Those are stories we tell. Those are not lining up with the future that you want to step into, with who we want to be, with how we want to see the world. And there are some incredible things going on. I'm just going to look at my phone here because I've got some notes. What I thought was incredible after the the devastating earthquake and follow-up subsequent earthquakes in Turkey, technology being used for good. There were websites being created where, where those on, uh, that were still alive, that were still in the rubble, those that were safe, those that got out of the buildings, could tweet 
and the metadata was being picked up and filtered into another app so that you could go to one hub, one space, and you could see that they were being marked safe. There was a technology created that was a heat, heat stamp mechanism that could see where people were. There was cryptocurrency that was set up online and receiving donations from all over the world and filtering them into the emergency rescue operations in Turkey. Uh, Meta set up um, and launched an information helpline on WhatsApp. They activated a safety check. So it's incredible. In Turkey, there was a rescue organization named Akut, A-K-U-T, and I apologize if I am not saying that correctly. That may be Akut. You press a button on the screen and the app texts your contacts to let them know that you are okay. So we are using technology to connect. Food, rescue, medicine, and so forth. All of these things. Now, it's not perfect, but it's possible and it can be improved. And the global community shows up. So, so what's happening post-pandemic? Systems that need to break are breaking down. That's as simple as we can put it. It's exposing where old systems that are not designed for the wellness of everyone and are usually money-driven are being exposed and being broken down. So there is great service in all of these events. And these new systems need to be rebuilt. And we show up as a global community showing what's possible. That, that is profound. That we don't hear a lot of on the news. So the world is shifting, things are changing. It is uncomfortable, but it doesn't have to be individually for you. That is the point of the piece. So last month I talked about how, e how illness is communication. It equals communication because the subconscious mind governs over your body. So your responses matter. Now, I get a lot of questions about, but what if I feel it and I don't know, I don't know what to do with it? I don't even know if it's mine. I feel so empathic. So much in the world just seems to come at me and trigger a stress response. I deal with that a lot. We need to remember something. We are not separate beings. The astrophysicist who we know and love, I absolutely love this man, Neil deGrasse Tyson, he famously said, we are all connected to each other biologically, to the earth chemically, and to the rest of the universe atomically. Now combine that with quantum entanglement. Quantum entanglement is this counterintuitive phenomenon that explains how two subatomic particles can be intimately linked to each other even if separated by billions of light years of space. And despite their vast separation, a change induced in one will affect the other. Now just think about a mother and her radar for her children, no matter where they are in the world. Think about your pets. Think about your connection to those you deeply love. You feel this. That doesn't have to be a negative, does it? It's the stories that are associated with our process that then goes out and projects and draws back and creates a completely different story. 
the mechanism works just as powerfully for positive as it does for negative. And that is something that I want every single person to write down and read every morning when you get out of bed. You are your own authority figure. You decide how this is going to play out for you. So when we really realize that this is what we're truly made of, that which makes up billions and billions of stars and the multiverse, strands and string particles, little tiny string particles and waves that are interconnected across time and space, we begin to understand that this is how and why we collectively feel each other. So what do we do with that? How do we change that immediate stress response to a response of feeling capable and powerful and inspired and enlightened and connected and intuitive and creative and purposeful? Because where there is great change, there is equal great potential. Does that make sense? So you see how this is all internal congruency work. Recently, I, wa- I studied the results from the RAND STAD survey taken from 35,000 people in 15 countries. And this was really, really important to mention. So I want to close off my piece with these stats. The pandemic has led people to really reassess the meaning of work in their lives and their subsequent happiness. These are the top five ranked concerns. First, job security. 37% of workers are scared of losing their jobs. We have some inner work to do. Work-life balance. Despite economic fears, workers won't sacrifice their mental health for a job now. Progress. 61% of those surveyed said they would leave a job if it interfered with their work-life balance. Values. 77% said a company's stance on diversity, transparency, and sustainability is important. Half of Gen Z workers said they would refuse to work for a company who wasn't proactive on sustainability. Pandemic remote working has changed the job landscape going forward. 71% said a flexible location is important and 40% said they wouldn't take a job if it didn't offer remote working. And purpose, meaning and belonging. A desire to belong is now the driving decider. 54% said they would leave a job if they felt they didn't belong within the company. That was not possible just five years ago. That is what the pandemic catalyzed. That is something we can compound going forward. You create the change first within you, becoming congruent with your health, with your happiness, with your capabilities, with your income ability, with your dreams of who you wish to be and how you step into that. And together, we all feel each other. So as you move forward, you influence the trajectory around you. This is classic law of correspondence. We project from the new positive dominant beliefs, attract back people, places, and things that match it, and pipeline or transfigurate that out. That's what Transcendental Meditation is based on, by the way, in the Maharishi experiment you've heard me talk about. It's called pipelining. And they proved over a short period of time 
with a consistent level. I think there was 400 monks that were meditating uh, and holding us an internal space of peace, thoughts and feelings of, of peace. And over a period of eight weeks, they tested the crime rate in Washington, D.C. They had scientists, they had the police involved, all of the markers were matched up. They, you know, weather compared year to year, crime rate year to year. They had all this, the statistics in place for the trial. And the, the crime rate went down 23.4% or 24.3%. That's, that's almost 25%. Now imagine the world changing at almost 25%. What would that look like? How incredible would that be? You. The power starts with you. Are you beginning to understand how important you are? And with that, I'm going to leave it for another month. This is why I became a clinical hypnotherapist. This is why we move beyond just talking and awareness. There's no disrespect to that. But if we do not change the subconscious terrain, we do not clean up the story and the programming, and we can never project then attract back. It's how the mechanism works. I'll talk next month more about imagery and the second dominant language of the subconscious mind because I don't want to run too long on this piece. There's a lot to consider here. Are you the authority of you? Are you lining up with that which you believe is possible going forward? And do you tell yourself anything that blocks that? Because if so, that's where the work is. And I want you to think about those statistics. I want you to think about how the youth are changing the projection going forward. Yes, the old systems are breaking down, but they can all be rebuilt into something so much more incredible with everyone being the authority figure of themselves. Blessings. I'll see you next month. Back to you in the studio. Have a wonderful rest of your show. Thank you, Meg. Awesome stuff. I I love it because she gives us something to really chew on for a while to to really think about. So thank you so much for doing that. By the way, Meg does incredible private sessions as well. She is a clinical hypnotherapist, does some awesome work. So does Allison as well. And Juliana does as well. So if you're interested in more of those things, we'll give you their websites here toward the end. Anyway, thanks so much for being a part of this today. We've got one more to bring you, and that's Sandy Sedgbeer with Bookworms. And then as soon as we're done with that, we'll come back for the final channel from the group. Aspavo, everybody. Hello. This month, I have a very special book to share with you. Of course, I regard all of my bookworms as special, but the one I'm going to share with you today sits very close to the top of that pile for several very good reasons. Before I tell you what it is, I'm going to read the opening words from the introduction. Have you ever wondered why some people grow up in what might appear to be the perfect life circumstances with the ideal supportive parents, yet they just can't seem to master the simple things in life? Have you ever known someone who, despite being highly intelligent, keeps on repeating the same mistakes over and over again? 
And how about the people who just seem to have been born lucky? Or, conversely, someone who, despite all their efforts to change things, just seems to be plain unfortunate. Some believe that we are a product of our environment. Others say that who we are and how we turn out is largely dictated by our genetic structure, the nature versus nurture debate. But it's only when we begin to view the human experience as the evolutionary process of a soul that we begin to understand all the strange forces at work in our lives. We see ourselves as human beings searching for a spiritual awakening when in fact we're spiritual beings trying to cope with a human awakening. But what causes us as spiritual beings to seek this human experience in the first place? What is it precisely that sets certain life patterns into motion and why and how do these patterns emerge in our own behaviours? The answers to these and many other baffling questions are what this particular book is all about. In its pages, you will discover a very different view of life and the human experience than you've been taught. The truth is, we learn through repetition. Thus, the patterns that repeat themselves in our lives reveal much more information about us and the life lessons we came here to work on than we can possibly imagine. What's more, understanding these patterns is not only critical to understanding ourselves, it also can create widespread changes in our lives. In many instances, merely understanding the why of things is sufficient to effect positive and permanent changes. And in these times of uncertainty, when things are changing virtually on a daily basis, it's become more important than ever for us to understand the whys of our lives. This is especially true for facilitators who play a frontline role in helping others to achieve mastery over the pain and the problems of their past so that they can create a happier and healthier future. Now, does any of what I just quoted sound familiar to you? Perhaps it might when I tell you that the book is Spiritual Psychology, The Twelve Primary Life Lessons by Steve Rother. And now, full disclosure, one reason I love this book is because I was privileged to have had a hand in birthing it. When Steve first told me about the 12 primary life lessons, it made so much sense of my life and my own experiences that I immediately knew it had to be shared so that everyone could benefit from it. Thankfully, Steve and the group agreed and they invited me to be the book's editor. So now let me share a bit about its contents. Spiritual psychology starts with an explanation of the 12 paradigms and suggestions for healing in a new world. It goes on to cover the seven stages of life, the nature of contracts, backup plans, soulmates, lineage intent, the energy of role models, and bump and karmic contracts. It also covers night games. No, not those night games, well, Perhaps it does a bit because it does explain sex as a tool for rejuvenation, same-sex relationships and procreation as conceiving light, etc. But it also explains the real purpose of dreams and the 3AM club. 
It describes the difference between an energy matrix and an energy stamp, and it covers old souls and last timers, the sins of the fathers, collective life lessons, and of course, our relationships and the 12 primary life lessons. And by the time you finish it, you'll not only have a new perspective on life as a human, but also a new understanding of why you're here. As Steve says at the end, it may not provide all the answers you seek, but it will definitely leave you with new questions and possibilities to ponder. Now, throughout my entire career in publishing the media and communications, the thing I've come to value the most is simplicity. Thus, for me to call a book simple is an accolade because truth is simple. It's elegant, it's inarguable, and it cuts right through all our intellectual and emotional defences to lodge itself right in our feeling centre, our hearts. And that's why Spiritual Psychology, which was first published 19 years ago and which I consider to be a classic, sits so highly on my list of bookworms. If you haven't read it, I urge you to do so. And if you have, it's well worth reading again. So that's this month's bookworm. Spiritual Psychology, The Twelve Primary Life Lessons by Steve Robert and the group. Now, before I close, the, uh, this particular bookworm segment every month was inspired by the No BS Spiritual Book Club, which is an ever-growing library of spiritual and inspirational books that have had a massive influence on some of your favourite spiritual teachers, speakers and authors. People like Don Miguel Ruiz Jr., Lee Harris, Dan Millman, David G., Pam Gregory, Mag Matthew Fox, Penny Pierce uh, and many more. The club is free to join and there are no ads, no gimmicks and no BS. You also get free book excerpts, audios and weekly live streaming video interviews in which guests reveal the intimate details of how then their 10 best spiritual books impacted their lives, their thinking and the work they're doing now. So if you're tired of some of the spiritual fluff that's out there and you're looking for books that are really worth your time and money, check out the nobsspiritualbookclub.com where you can view over 125 videos with some of your favourite teachers and many fascinating people who've walked this path before you. And you can also add your name to our Save My Space list and get last minute reminders of upcoming video episodes. And finally, if you feel you have a book in you, but you don't know how to get it out of your head and into the hands of those who are waiting to read it, visit sedgebeer.com, click on the Work With Me tab and find out how my experience helping others tell their stories might be just what you've been looking for. So, about to close now, the book for this month is Spiritual Psychology, The Twelve Primary Life Lessons by Steve Rother and the group. I'll be back again next month with another of my favourite bookworms. Till then, stay safe, stay well. Stay above the noise of which astrology is telling us to expect plenty this month and I'll see you in April. Thank you, Sandy. Incredible. She's reading, she's reading the, the whole preface of the book here and I didn't realize she was doing spiritual psychology. And I'm, I'm listening to this thing going, wow, that's probably going to be a good book. I got to hear what she's saying. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
anyway, <clears throat> spiritual psychology is available on Amazon uh, and through uh, many other places as well. So anyway, welcome and thank you so much, Sandy, for your incredible gifts here. Okay, I'm going to be bringing back the uh, Merlias coming in, I, I think, unless Ilra pushes her aside. But I think Merlia is coming in to talk about something really important for the timing of what is taking place on our planet right now. So we'll be back with the final channel from the group in just a moment. I do want to remind you that we're doing this bodysuit uh, seminar, and it's absolutely incredible. I am so excited about where this is going and what this is taking place. So I'm going to play this little brief uh, reminder about that, and then we'll come back and finish the channel today. A spa ruin. Welcome, lightworkers of planet Earth. You know, in March, we're going to begin this whole new series. I want to tell you quickly about what we're going to be doing in March. The series is called The Human Lessons for the Spirit. During this time when our portal is going to be open and includes all of planet Earth, we're going to be, have the opportunity to advance very fast, to perfect ourselves in a lot of different ways. And the groups devised this whole series for that reason. We're going to start with probably one of the most important parts called the bodysuit. The bodysuit will be brought up in many of the future lessons as well, which is why we want to cover it in the very beginning and get this information down. The question to ask that the group will be asking you, who do you think you are? It's real simple. As creator beings, who we think we are, we project that out into the world and we create what they call a bodysuit around us. Now, the bodysuit changes. Sometimes we project who we want to be rather than who we are at that moment, which sometimes creates a gap between reality and who we think we are. Sometimes most lies can, are contained within the bodysuit. Most belief systems are contained within the bodysuit. Now, the other part about this is you can actually change bodysuits depending on who you're with, who you're around, what you're doing. And this is a fascinating way to look at your experience of pretending to be a human. This is all about the body suits. They want us to make us aware of them. They want to show us how we can make the best of them and how we can clarify our body suits in a lot of different ways. Again, to start perfecting ourselves, making things a little bit easier on planet Earth for everything all around us. Come join us March 3rd and March 10th are the first two sessions in the human lessons for the bot for the spirit. We're going to be talking all about the bodysuit. Aspav, everyone. Come join us. <clears throat> Greetings, dear ones. I am Marlia. I am so honored to be joining your game in progress. You are moving at an incredible pace. Yes, we know. We begin to, every, almost all of our presentations to you begin with telling you how fast you're moving, how incredibly well it's done. Some of you may go, well, we don't think we're moving that fast. Well, in reality, you are. All of humanity is starting to evolve at an incredible pace. The Earth herself is evolving at an incredible pace right now. As we've mentioned, dear ones, you have so much going on on planet Earth. After she reached this eight billion mark, which she has now reached, she's making decisions about how she's going to be able to handle this, 
how things are going to go from this point forward and what's going to take place. And as we mentioned, you have a portal opening. It's a powerful opportunity to step up into the next level of existence before it's necessary to do so. You have an opportunity to move consciously instead of being forced into a new energy. Now we tell you, dear ones, we have, we have some bases for you to work with. Because you see, as, as many have mentioned, as Meg mentioned herself just briefly, you have a lot more than you understand about your, how your world is put together. She mentioned the whole idea of quantum entanglement. Well, in reality, everything, everywhere is entangled. It's absolutely amazing sometimes. You can, you can actually see the connection and how one thing affects another. But we tell you it's magical when you can really see this. Now, it's easy to understand on the quantum level that the tiny minute particles inside the atom can show you attributes that also are applicable outside. Now, you have not found the universal, the, the unified field theory yet. It's only a theory at this point. And that simply means that the same things that happen inside the atom happen outside the atom. In other words, when things are circling around your solar system, there's also an atom, there's protons and neutrons and electrons that are circling around that as well. So there are things that connect with everything to connect it on both sides. But in order to really do that, you must have the balance. Now, every human is biased in certain ways. You have certain innate balances and biases that you're not familiar with, that you're uncomfortable with sometimes. We're going to be working with that with the body suits themselves to show you some of those biases and how they actually work in a positive way. Many times those biases have actually ensured the survival of humanity sometimes. So we're not even going to call all of them wrong, but you have natural things that you have built into your bodysuit which control how things work. And it's only first glance you have the consciousness to be able to change any part of that at any time. But it's not the automatic system that's normally running for you. So what we're going to share with you is ways of actually changing the automatic systems to where you automatically have your own triggers. And instead of being triggered to buy something or to vote a certain way or to think about this or to take that process, the idea now is that you can plant your own triggers to be able to bring you to the next level. And those are some things we're going to be working with with the bodysuits themselves coming up very shortly. But today, we'd like to help you plant a trigger that can be very powerful for all of you. And that is simply the triad base. The triad base is simply three. You have a triangle, which is one of the actual most powerful energies that you can use. It's one of the most stable energies of everything that you can use in your physical world. It's actually part of the plutonic solids as well to show you that this is actually a truth. Your entire universe is built on threes. 
3, 6, 9, 12, 15, 18, 21, 24, 27, 30, 33, 36, 39, 42, 45, 48, 51, 60. Almost. The reality is you've gone through a lot of these energies. And by doing that, you have a base of how you can build from that point forward. So when you build on your base of threes, you build a triad. And that is one of the most important pieces that are coming. We've shown you also that there is a triad yin-yang to where you can balance in new ways. We'll show you much of this energy coming forward. But today, what I'm going to suggest to all of you is that you build the first triad of people in your field to build the base of energy around you. You're not always connected. You're never alone. We can show you quantum mechanics. We can show you the entanglement field. We can show you how that works and proven now. And it's interesting because Mr. Einstein himself did not believe this. This went against his general field of general, general theory of relativity. And he spent much of his time trying to disprove quantum entanglement. And yet today, your newest computers called quantum computers work on that principle, on the principle that everything is entangled in certain ways. And the quantum entanglement is starting to show up in your world in different ways. You are all entangled in different ways. But what we're going to ask you to do is to find three people to build a base with. Now, you will be the fourth of that base, <clears throat> but this will actually be an energetic base that you can work with and move through and evolve into. And as the portal opens on planet Earth, you're going to have more opportunities to create this and move forward into this energy. And that can be very powerful. Now, these three people, do they need to have all the same understanding that you have? Do they need to believe the same things? Do they even need to know about this portal? No, they actually don't. And sometimes it's even helpful to have a base of energy that gives you a wide range of perception that doesn't always think the same way that you do, that shows you something different. That's what we try to do with you is to show you a different perspective, a perspective of spirit, some things that you can't always see because of your limited vision as a human. So we'll share with you many of those. But what we're going to ask you to do is to find three people in your field. And what the way to entangle them is through love. You find ways of sending them love, whether they know it or not. Now, a person may be a friend of yours. They may be a distance away. Maybe they're not close to you physically, and yet they're close to you energetically. They can very much be one of these people. Do they need to know that they are grounded in that energy? Yes, that is very helpful. So in order to do this, what we're going to ask you to do is to find three people, friends, relatives. It doesn't make any difference, but three people that you basically trust. And again, it doesn't mean that you have to agree with them on everything. There's a tremendous amount of division which is happening on planet Earth. It's actually being propagated intentionally many times to take you different ways to do things and to actually take away some of your power. Because when you are divided, you are much less powerful. 
That has been known for a very long time. But please understand, dear ones, if you are on a side of something, you've already been divided. So this is something that's very normal on your planet at this time. Don't try to reconcile that or register it in any way. And don't think that you have to be on the same side as these other three people, whatever sides they might be. You might have great differences as to how you see the world, and yet they can still be one of these people if they are in integrity with themselves. Now, what is the integrity makeup? Well, there's four lines of vibrational integrity. One's what you think, what you feel, how you act, and what you ultimately believe. When those four lines of integrity are together, you go through the universe sending out this integrous line. Well, the in integrated line like that brings back a very clear signal from the universe. It's what you, how you create and how you create that energy. So become aware of your own four lines, but also look to these three people that you're finding and look at their lines. That's what you're looking for. Does it mean that they have to have the same beliefs that you do? No, it doesn't. It means that their beliefs have to be in action, in harmony with their action, what they think and how they work and how they work. These are the key elements to look for when you are building this triad. Now, the triad of love can be exactly that. It has to be unconditional because all love is truly unconditional. Yes, we know that's very difficult for humans to completely grasp. Even your own marriages, your relationships are basically a statement of conditional love. I will love you if. I will love you when. I will love you here. The idea is love is love is love. Open that up completely and find three people that you can work with, that you can look at from time to time. And the reason is, very simply, that as you move very rapidly, it's very helpful to have this base so that you can see how much you're moving, you can see how it is in relationship to the rest of the world. And that triad of love can be very powerful to build. Now again, you don't have to be on the same page as these three people, but one thing that you do need in common is the ability to send them love. Fall in love with them. Love itself is very confusing. We're going to be working with that quite a bit. We'll be working with relationships. We'll be working with sex. We'll be working with a lot of forms of communication that use to express love on your planet. But please understand, dear ones, no matter what your belief system is, no matter what side of an argument somebody can be on, when you finally see their spirit, you fall in love. And that's confusing for many people. Many people think that you can only fall in love with one person. That's not true. You love everybody slightly different. You love them for who they are, not because of a love that you say. So it's entirely possible to fall in love with many people. And that's what we're going to ask you to do with these three people. As you're building your triad of love, find things that you can fall in love with them about. Maybe you like the way they dress. Maybe they'll, you like the style that they carry as they walk through life. 
Maybe you like their ability to make music. Maybe they're an artist that's able to do something. Find things that you can fall in love with about these three people. And then build that base. Now, it's really helpful if you tell these three people that they're part of your base. And they don't need to do anything in response to that. They don't need to even agree with it. But it's helpful if you tell them that you're actually using them as a base of your energy, as a love triad to ground your spirit. And that can be very powerful. Now, can some of these be children? Well, yes, dear ones, children are incredibly integrated. They have much less difficulty with those four vibrational lines of integrity than adults generally do. So, yes, you can have children be this. But again, tell them you're using them. Tell them that they're somewhat of a model for you. You may not completely describe the triad that you're building, but we tell you that if you can just simply say, I really appreciate you. I really love who you are in this world. And I'm going to keep my eye on that. You are a role model for me in some way. To be able to simply tell someone that changes your relationship with them very quickly. They actually raise their vibration a little bit. They change to create the person that you are looking for. Do you know what happens, dear ones, when you tell someone they're beautiful? Well, there's a difference between the way men accept beauty and the way women accept beauty. But as Merlia, let me tell you, everyone has a side of beauty that is absolutely magical. So what takes place when you tell someone that they are beautiful? Very simply, they get more beautiful. The more that you create that with them, the more that you show that to them, the more beautiful they become to you. It's an absolute magical piece. So anything that you can do to empower these three people can be absolutely magical and help you in your next step. This is the triad of love that we can share with you and how to build. This is the way that you can change the energy on planet Earth and build a base for you to move forward with. Now, does it mean they're going to be growing in the same way you do? Well, maybe they will and maybe they won't. That is not the base of the triad. The triad has no conditions placed upon it. You do not expect anything from these three people. You just want them in your life. It's very simple. You want to communicate with them. You want to be there as part of that. Build that triad. Find those three people and start working with that right away. This can be a huge base for a lot of you simply to be able to mark your progress, to be able to see how you're evolving, to make those connections and grow with it. And then, of course, when you're finished, be sure to tell them, thank you. You were an incredible gift to me during this time of growth. And let them know that they were there as part of the safety stanchions that hold you in place that allow your spirit to grow, to evolve in new levels very quickly. It's time, dear ones. You've waited a very long time to be here on earth at this very moment. Many of you have positioned everything in your life in order to be able to do this here in this way. Well, dear ones, you made it. 
Welcome home. Welcome home. We'll leave you with that for today. The greatest thing you can do at this point is to build a love triad, a base for your energy to move forward with. It is with the greatest of honor, dear ones, that I greet you in this way. Ask you to treat each other with the highest of respect. You're looking in the eyes of God. Nurture one another and hold those doors open at every opportunity because you're holding the door open for yourself. You are entangled with them, all of them. And don't forget to play well together. You're recreating a new game. You'll be writing the rules as you go. You'll be changing a lot of things. Do not fear it, dear ones. Build a base from which to grow and enjoy the journey. I'm Merlia, the feminine aspect of the Merlin energy. And I love you dearly. By the way, come up and see me sometime. Espavo. Thank you all for being with us here today. I do want to take you through just a couple of thank yous to let everybody know what we're doing. Espavo TV is incredible energies, and we thank you all for creating this opportunity to bring lightworkers together. Meg Adamson, Meg Adamson, hypnotherapy.com. Absolutely incredible stuff. She can help you move if you're ready to move. Be ready. She's very powerful with it. Also, you've got Jillian Raymond. And she shared a lot with you today, some very magical stuff. Thank you, Jillian. You can find out a lot more here at her website of jillianraymond.com. Then you've got Sandy Sedgbeer, Sandra Sedgbeer. What an incredible gift. And yes, she was the, she was the editor of Spiritual Psychology. Helped me to really bring this down and to, and to bring it into incredible energies that people could understand. And again, she's got not only the, the BS, No BS Book Club, but she also does a lot of work with other writers and help you express yourself. Thank you. Allison Chester Lambert, what can I say? I love this lady. Awesome work, girl. Awesome work. And of course, she does private sessions as well, does private readings and, and astrology charts. And she'll probably do, she may even pull out one of her little gadgets like she did today. So <laughs> well done. Well done indeed. And we've got Elena Era, who we showed you some of her gifts a little bit earlier. And of course, you see her gifts every time you come to the Espavo website. She does some incredible things as well. Nick Pnevmatikos is our webmaster, the guy who gets us out of trouble whenever I screw things up. Awesome work, Nick. Thanks so much for being a part of it. And of course, we have Kathy Moran, who helps us get out of trouble all the time. She runs the help desk. Thank you, Kathy. You do an awesome job with it. And finally, we have also Gail Harris, who does a lot of things behind the scenes. Makes us look good. Thank you, Gail. Incredible energies. And with that, everybody, we'll leave you for the rest of the day. Have a wonderful, wonderful day today and know that you are loved. Aspavo, everybody. God bless.